Welcome from My Slice of Life, where I'm helping to bring more joy into yours. This is the My Slice of Life podcast. Hello and a very warm welcome to you. This is the My Slice of Life podcast. This week is going to be part two of stress when we're talking about ways to recognise and deal with it. Last week we looked at recognising signs and symptoms of it, the physical signs, psychological and behavioural. This week we're going to look at what do we do about it. So I've got some suggestions for you. Hopefully they will be very helpful to you and there's a little practical exercise for you to do with me at the end which I find useful and I'm going to suggest that you practice it every single day. So first of all, let's have a look at some ideas for actually managing stress levels. And I think the first thing I would say is become knowledgeable about stress. Not, you know, to become an expert. I mean, we're not talking like getting PhDs in it, but identifying your major sources of stress. If you know what is stressing you out, that's going to be a big help. If you know it's at work or maybe if, it, if you're at home, if you're looking after the kids, do you have a trigger that really just pushes your buttons and causes you a lot of stress? It's important to be able to identify these first. See if you can anticipate stressful periods and plan for them. So if you've got something big coming up, you know you're going to be stressed out, then you can put plans in place to help you deal with it a bit better. I think as well, being organised like that and actually just a little bit of thought before something happens it can really help take the stress levels down. Another idea is uh, to develop a number of strategies to help you deal with stress. Now what works for you might not necessarily be what works for someone else so you really have to find out you know what, what helps you. What I do I have relaxation music and I like to if I'm not using my mp3 I will have it on my little speaker in the kitchen And I will just make a little zen zone, as I call it. And I love it. Just have my music on and it just chills me right out. I also know that if I've got something major coming up, I will use the technique that I'm going to go through with you at the end. It really does help me, so I'm hoping it will help you as well. Another thing to help you deal with stress is actually just coming to terms with the feelings that you're having. Like, don't suppress them all the time. If you can acknowledge them to yourself at least and hopefully be able to share them with other people. You know, they see if you keep holding it in and eventually it will build up and eventually either you blow or if you internalise it all the time, that's when you can become really ill with the stress and it can lead to all sorts of problems. So really try not to suppress them. If you can come up with strategies to help you be more flexible and adaptable as well, that can really help because then you can kind of go with the flow a little more, you know, be so rigid in your behaviours and thoughts just try and go with it a wee bit okay so there are there are other things we can do as well to try and help us with our behaviour for example if you try to not use the words can not when you actually mean you will not if somebody's asking you to do something and you know you're not going to do it don't don't try and tell them that you you know I can't do it just now but you know because then they're going to think well she'll do it later on or or, yeah he'll come round to the idea if you really mean you will not do something you have to be clear about it use your free time productively that can be quite a difficult one it's so tempting to just sit and put on a movie or just play games and just veg out 
but try to use your time for things that are really enjoyable for you and use your time to work on some of the techniques that will help you deal with stress as well. You know, it's not work, it's your free time, so use it productively. Are you as assertive as you need to be? Now that can be a really difficult one and there are ways to to learn to be more assertive. I'm actually considering doing a podcast episode about that later, but I'll see how it goes. I am certainly no expert on being assertive, but I have a few ideas. But if you are assertive, you can put your needs first, if you need to, and let other people know, you know, that's okay. You don't always have to jump every time somebody says they want something from you, and it's important to realise that. Because if you keep doing what everybody else wants and your needs get pushed further and further down the list your stress levels are going to increase and you become resentful and really who needs that who needs that in your life I don't I'm sure you don't either another technique is avoid blaming others for situations I really don't think putting blame on people when something's happened I really don't think it helps I mean you might think it but personally I if something goes wrong I don't need to hear oh well I didn't do that as if, you know, as if to say, well, somebody else did it, go and blame them. I just think, let's just deal with it. Deal with the situation. I don't need to know who did it or who caused it necessarily, depending on the situation, obviously. But if it's something minor, you know, something didn't get ordered in time or just some little thing, don't be putting blame on other people about it. If it's something that you've done wrong, take responsibility for that as well. Stop trying to blame the world for things that really you need to get a handle on. And that's, you know, I say that not pointing the finger at you. I'm saying it to myself more than anything. When's the last time you gave positive feedback to somebody else? If someone's done a good job, even around the house, even around the house, it doesn't have, you know, you don't have to apply these to workplace situations. If somebody's done something nice for you or just something they did was really good, when's the last time you actually told them that? It's nice to keep this positivity flowing. Just give spread a little bit of joy let people know they've done a good job and also that makes the communication channels open and you'll be told when you've done a good job too if a problem does come up acknowledge it don't ignore it don't think oh i'll deal with that later or i don't want to know about it i'm just going to put my head in the sand and forget about it acknowledge there's a problem once you've done that you've acknowledged it's there well you're on your way to fixing it aren't you first step you have to acknowledge that there is a problem. Another behavioural skill. (laughs) How good is your time management? Now I've got to be honest mine wasn't always very good but the situation I'm in now I think I'm really getting a handle on it. It's taken me years but I think I'm getting a handle on it now. I have my off days. There are days when to be honest everything goes to hell but I pick it back up. How good is your time management? Are you always late for things? Do you stick to a schedule or a timetable? Not having good time management is so, so stressful on other people, but especially on us. If you know you've got a list of things to do and you're procrastinating, you're late for everything. Being late for things is so stressful. My husband has a saying, said, if you're not early, you're late. If we've got an appointment, we're always early. I hate that mad dash, you know, that rush to get out the door, that stress. And that's when things get forgotten as well. You know, you're halfway there, you're like, oh, have you got the letter? No, I thought you had it. Don't need that. I, even the thought of it is making me stressed. Oh, hold on. 
Oof. No. <laughs> no. Good time management. Less stress. And that leads on to the a really, really big one that so many people struggle with. Being able to say no. People come and ask you for favours and you just take them on. Oh yeah, I'll do it for you. No problem. I, oh yeah, yeah. We really want, what you want to say is no. Now there's nice ways of doing it. Of course there are. There are nice ways. You're not, not going to walk up to them and go, I'm not doing that. There's nice ways of saying it. I'm not able to do that just now if you want to do it later. Or that's not something I'm comfortable with. Maybe you don't have the skills to do what they're asking you to do. I remember years back we, we were asked to build oh, some sort of swing for somebody's kid and we were like, sorry, we are just not skilled enough to build it for somebody else's children, you know. And that was okay, they were fine with it, they got someone else to do it. But being able to say no, that is a really, really important one. Don't take on every single task that you are asked to do if you genuinely can't manage it. How is your support network? Do you have one? Being able to ask for help and also being able to accept it when it's offered, that can really, really help decrease your stress levels. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Knowing who to ask is also really important. Don't go to the idiot in the corner who just makes a mess of everything, obviously. You know who's good at what and you know who you can go to. Seek these people out, even if it's online. There's nothing wrong with getting support online if that's where you need to get it or if that's where it is. Another thing, how many people do you have in your life at the moment who are just dragging you down? How many relationships do you currently have in your life that you know they are not doing you any good, not doing you any favours? I've got to be honest, I used to used to have people in my life I can think of one girl in particular and oh my god she drained the energy out of me I could feel it draining an hour spent with her you were left exhausted you don't need you don't need this in your life you do not need these people in your life there is nothing wrong with clearing up for want of a better term clearing up the relationships that are in your life If there is somebody who is dragging you down, why are they in your life? Another really important part which is linked to that is developing a lifestyle that's going to help you deal with stress. Now the first one I really, really struggle with and I'm not there yet. Maintaining the correct weight. We all know having a good weight is going to keep us healthier. We'll be able to manage things physically and therefore emotionally much better. I am not at the right weight. Haven't been for years. When I was in my 20s, I used to go to the gym loads. I could eat what I wanted and not now. I'm really struggling, but I'm working on it, she says. And we all know as well, regular exercise of some sort. Now we walk the dog every day. I do a little bit of weights, but it's that regular thing that can also help. They also say when you do the exercise, you know, you release the endorphins, make you feel good and really can help to decrease your stress levels even if in your lunch break if you don't work and on your lunch break you can just go out for a walk for 20 minutes 10 minutes whatever you have even that will help do you practice any kind of relaxation technique i know people talk about it and people associate it with tree huggers and yogurt knitters but it can be helpful they really can make a difference and like i said i'm going to give you a technique for you to practice 
at the end of the podcast and I really want you to try it out. Another thing they always tell us about is caffeine and alcohol are not going to help your stress levels. Now I'm saying that as a major coffee drinker and someone who makes their own wine. So yeah, I'm not cutting them out. But if I know I'm going to be really stressed, I will try and have a few more herbal teas instead. If you've listened to other podcasts, you'll know I've talked about the lemon balm and tea that can really help with stress levels. I will have that if I know that stress is increasing. Tobacco is another one they always talk about. Don't, don't rely on it when you're stressed. Easier said than done. And I say this as an ex-smoker. I wasn't, I never smoked for a long, long time, but a couple of years. If anybody's interested in knowing how I stopped, get in touch with me through the blog and I will, I'm more than happy to tell you exactly how I did it. The food we eat also has a very big impact on our stress levels. If we can avoid foods that are high in all the usual, the bad guys, the sugar, the salt, the white flour, don't go near GMOs for goodness sake and sweeteners. Steer clear of sweeteners. They are not doing you any favours. I would rather take the sugar over sweetener any single day. We don't allow sweeteners in our house. We don't allow GMO in our house. Again, it can be easier said than done because they hide this stuff in the food. Be aware of what you're bringing in. And again, relate it to that. Try and eat as much unprocessed food as you can. So don't go for the chicken burger. Just have you know straight chicken breast or beef mince instead of having like a beef burger or if you want burgers make them yourself so at least you know what's in it try as well plan your day try and plan your time so that you know things aren't a surprise if like me i always have a to-do list maybe that would help you write it down the day before so you you know what you're doing when you get up and then you're not running about stress thinking oh oh what am i going to do today The more you can plan things out, the more stress you're taking off yourself. It really will help. Well, it helps me, so again, I'm I'm hoping these things will help you. If you find as well that every day you're doing the same thing, it can be really easy to feel like you're just on that treadmill. You know, get up, go to work, come home, I'm tired, go to bed, get up, stop, stop, no. Even if you're at home like me, I'm a, I'm a carer at home, I also homeschool our son. It can be so easy to fall into a rut of just doing the same things day in, day out. Find something different. Make a point of doing something differently. Take a different route home. Like I say, go for a walk in your lunch break instead of sitting listening to somebody you can't stand blathering on about their life problems. What about going for a walk after dinner? Or do you play card games? When's the last time you got out a board game? I actually bought a pack of jigsaws. I know. I love a jigsaw. I love a jigsaw. We got a big pack in the charity shop today. There were, I can't remember, I think there's seven jigsaws in this. All ranging from, I think it's 500 pieces up to 1,000. But that's different. I haven't done jigsaws for years. But find something different for yourself. Get a change of pace. You know how they always say, you know, a change is as good as a rest. So try it. Try also not to let your thoughts dwell on things that really don't matter. I like the saying that I've heard from a few people and they say, if I can't change it, I'm not going to worry about it. And I really try to incorporate that as well. That might might be something you could do to help. But if things are really not that important or you it's out with your control, you can't change it, try not to let it dwell on your mind. 
Another thing I've heard a lot of people talk about is making gratitude a part of their day. I know people have gratitude journals, that's that's too much for me, I don't do that. But just at some point every day, just thinking that went well, I'm glad. Whether you're religious or not, for me personally, yes, I am religious, so yes, I will thank God when things have happened and they've gone well. Or Even if you're not, you can still make gratitude a part of your day. And I think as well that helps you focus on the positive things. And if you're being positive, it's more difficult for the stress to take hold of you. So give it a go. That leads on to the next part, which is remembering your spiritual development. And again, you don't need to be religious for this. If you are, great. You're going to be praying for guidance and help. And remember to do that. Remember also to pray and give your, you know, your gratitude. But if you're not religious in any way, work on your own sense of purpose, direction, work on the belief you have in yourself and and a big one I think, religious or not, is keeping things in proportion. You know, is this a big problem? Is it a major deal? Or is it not really? Is it really something you need to worry about? Is every technique that I use, I don't know if it's going to be helpful but I'll, I'll tell you about it. Sometimes if things are really getting to me, I'll picture myself in the house and Imagine you're on Google Maps, okay, and you're pulling back a step. So you'll see your house, you pull back a step, there's your street. Pull back a step, there's your area of the town. Pull back a step, there's your town. Pull back a step, there's your country. Do you see where I'm going? So you go back and back and back. Hell, you can go back into space if you want. But just to see this bigger picture, you know, this this problem that you feel is is the end of the world to you. Once you get a sense of perspective on it, that can help you think, you know what, it's not that big a deal, I can deal with it. And even if it is a big deal, a sense of perspective can still help. So try that little bit of visualisation and see if that helps you at all. Another way to help deal with stress is creating more time. We're always saying we don't have time, so how can you do that? technique that I've used with people before is making a list of your goals or tasks, what you need to do and you're going to prioritise them but you're going to put them into three lists list A is your top priority items B are things that are important and C are items that can wait until you have more time then go to the list of the B's the things that we said were important and I want you to assign them to either your A list or your C list. Then you're going to start with your A list and you're just going to start working through it. Everything that's in the C list can be done later and you're going to work through it task after task and you're going to work on one at a time. Ask yourself, what is the best use of my time right now? Don't procrastinate. I mean, I'm saying this, we all do at some point. Be aware of it and see if you can catch yourself when you're actually doing it. Procrastination, it will just add more stress because the thing that you should be doing will just get added on to more work later on. If there's something to be done, do it now. Again, I say these things. I am no expert in this. I procrastinate. I put things off. I let things get on top of me. So when I'm saying this, I'm reminding myself as much as I am trying to give you some a wee bit of help and advice. Another strategy or set of strategies you can use for managing your time, whether it's at home or at work. Um, one is prioritising your tasks, as I've just described. Prepare your calls or your emails. You know, group them. 
Do you have financial ones to do today? Do you have more social ones that you're organising? Put them in groups so you can get them all done together. Don't forget to try and have a little time put aside to help you think creatively. I think people underestimate how important it is to be creative and even if it's only 10 minutes, that little out-the-box thinking time really can help you solve problems. Sometimes something will just pop in your head. Don't ignore that. Use that creative time. And when you're being asked to do something, try and listen really carefully and before that person walks away, check that you've understood what they want. There's nothing worse than somebody coming up and saying, oh, can you do blah, 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 blah. They walk away and you go, oh, did I get that? Oh, now what was it they said? Check. Write it down if you need to. Another little technique. This is more in the workplace, I would say. But remain brief if you're on the telephone. You don't need to give them your life story. Use the phone, get the job done, get off and go and do something else. Because then you've got that time that you can use to prepare for meetings or appointments. If you have any meetings or appointments, especially like if you're at home like me in, in my situation, we've got doctor's appointments, prepare for them. Take notes with you. If you've got any big appointments or you know meetings, you are going to have notes most likely anyway, but make sure you have them. But for appointments, take notes in with you so you're not sitting thinking, what was I going to say? And there's again, there's nothing worse than coming out of, of an appointment. You're on your way home and you think, oh, damn it, I forgot to tell them about that. Another good strategy is to tackle one task at a time so you can give it your full concentration. Don't try and do five things at once because it's like spreading butter. You're just going to spread yourself too thin. One at a time, do it to the best of your ability. Now, related to that, and you know when I was talking about checking that you understand what somebody wants from you, make sure that you get clear instructions and also make sure you give clear instructions if you are the person who is asking folk to do things. The other technique that I've heard about is where possible, now this can apply in workplace or at home, handle each piece of paper once. What does that mean? Well, you get it in onto your desk or through the letterbox, you open it, you deal with it there and then. Then you go and file it. Instead of having this pile mounting up, nobody likes to see a big pile of papers on a table or a desk and thinking, oh God, I've got to deal with that. Soon as you get it, deal with it. And related to that as well is being able to ask for time. Being able to ask for more time is really, really important. And there's a few ways you can do it. And I, now all this stuff that I'm giving you is all on the blog. It's all written there if you want to go and look at it and read over it and have a think about it. So when someone is asking to do something, listen carefully to the request or favour, whatever it is. Again, clarify, make sure you understand what it is they're asking of you. Pause. Just take a breath. Think about it. Just for a second even. Now you can acknowledge that you've understood what they're saying. Okay, because look, I, I realise that you're wanting that done as soon as possible. And you can say things like, I can't, I can't decide right now or I'm going to need a little time to think that over and I'll get back to you. But tell them when you'll get back to them. Okay, say you're in a, an office situation and somebody says, oh, can you get that done by such and such? You could say something like, I'm actually not at my desk if you're on a mobile. I'm not in a position to tell you that right now, but I'll get back to you after lunch. So you're giving yourself time to think about it, but you're also letting them know when you will get back to them. Now I do hope that those ideas are going to be helpful. 
this comes to the practical session that I told you we were going to be doing. Everything in this podcast and the previous episode all about stress, we've looked at the physical changes, why they're happening, what they feel like, and a lot of them don't feel all that pleasant. But one of the easiest, I would say easiest techniques to learn is this breathing technique. So right now I want you to just pay attention to how you're breathing. Just take a second or two. What moves? Is it your shoulders? Is it your chest? Now I want you to put one hand on your chest, one hand on your belly. Just keep breathing normally. See which hand moves the most. Now this time, I want you to take a slow, deep breath in through your nose. But as you do it, I want you to make sure your belly pushes out. So the hand on your belly should go out as you're breathing in. And breathe out through your mouth and let that hand that's on your belly go back in. Okay, do it again into your nose. Let the hand on your belly push out. As you breathe out, let the hand on your belly push back in. Keep trying that. If it doesn't come naturally or you're finding it difficult, when you're breathing out, actually use that hand to push your belly in a little. Then you'll get to know what it feels like. So every time you breathe in through your nose, let that hand on your belly come out. And when you breathe out, let the hand on your belly go back in. The hand on your chest shouldn't be doing the movement. It's the hand on your belly for the deep, slow breathing. Why is it important? When you're stressed, you breathe quickly. By doing this, you are taking control of that breathing. You cannot breathe quickly and slowly at the same time. You control the breathing you control everything else. Take back control. Ideally, you want to practice this breathing technique every day. Now, that's up to you when you do it. I used to tell people to do it three up to five times a day. The point being, if you can learn to do this effectively, and just a couple of breaths or a couple of minutes, whatever you feel like, but learn to do it in normal, everyday situations situations say when you just get up or after dinner some quiet time and again a couple of minutes learn what it feels like so that when you do have a stressful situation crop up you know what to do you've got this technique you'll be comfortable with it and you can bring that breathing back down you can get that stress level down you can take control of the stress do not let it control you you are going to control the stress level. And you're going to do that by step one, controlling the breathing. All the other stuff I've been through today will help looking at you know, behavioural things that you can do, time management, how you're dealing with other people, how you prioritise your time and value your own time. They will all help. So I really hope you can use some of these strategies and techniques I'm really hoping that you will practice the breathing technique and most of all I'm hoping that all of us, myself included, can take control of our stress levels and as a result get more of that joy back into our lives that we deserve.
So thank you for listening today. I really appreciate it. If there's anybody you think, again, would find this useful, let them know about the podcast. If you could rate it, leave me a little comment. If you want to get in touch, the blog is the easiest way to do that. On the About page, you will see a little contact form at the bottom there. So until next time, you take care of your wee self. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the My Slice of Life podcast. Don't forget to look up the blog. It's at myslicemyblog.wordpress.com Also the YouTube channel, which is at myslicechannel. And if you would like to become a patron of the show, go to patreon.com forward slash myslice. Thanks again and I'll see you next week.